you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And on today's show, even though, again, this is a football and basketball-centric program with Ben Askren fighting a big-time, high-profile boxing match against none other than Jake Paul tomorrow evening. Well, we've got to talk a little bit more about that, including I've got a way to play Ben Askren as a bet. I've got a parlay for you. I think a, a pretty intelligent one, if I do say so myself. If you like Askren, as an underdog, I think this will give you the best bang for your buck. So check that out for sure in the betonline.ag read in the second segment. But you know what? First, we got to lead with some big news for the Missouri Tigers. In fact, so big that we have a literally big commitment. And that's something that Eli Drinkwitz has talked a lot about lately, is getting better and bigger in the trenches. Well, we've certainly done the latter in football recruiting lately, and certainly none other than this latest commitment, Tristan Wilson, a six foot five, three hundred pound offensive lineman from Lebanon, Missouri, and I believe it is Lebanon. We did go with the Versailles like Missouri pronunciation. It's Lebanon, not Lebanon, right? I think that's how we're going with that in old Missouri. But seriously, though, Tristan Wilson, another excellent addition, I would say. You know, I'm not projecting forward on what kind of player he's individually going to be necessarily. But, hey, just look at his offer list. Arizona State, Miami, Florida, heck, Alabama offered him recently among Kentucky, Arkansas, Iowa State, among others. Anytime you can get a big man of that quality that has that type of program sniffing around and kicking the tires, that is a win for this program. And along with Armand Membu from Lee Summit, Missouri, another huge high schooler who's projected to play guard. Well, it looks like Tristan Wilson is probably going to be a tackle, but it seems like he can play either position. So we'll just call him an offensive lineman for now. Basically, my philosophy when it comes to offensive linemen and defensive linemen as well, but especially at the O-line where there's just not that many young men who are like Tristan Wilson or Armand Mimbu, who are six foot five, three hundred pound plus naturally, without having to put on a lot of perhaps bad weight. You know, just as many of those guys as you can get and collect as possible, the better odds you have of a bunch of them panning out and being excellent SEC offensive linemen. So hopefully Marcus Johnson and the boys and the guys will will coach him up. Should be a good time. Really getting excited about Mizzou football season this year. It's going to be a long four or five months. What can I say? But of course, we even have an even longer wait for Missouri basketball to return. But obviously, the Missouri roster is starting to take somewhat of a noticeable shape at this point. And as far as guys who have transferred, we know Drew Bugs has moved on. We know Parker Brown has moved on. He's going to continue his career at Santa Clara. We know that Mark Smith is going to play one more year for Bruce Weber at Kansas State. Well, we also know now that Torrance Watson will be heading to Elon University. And I know some Mizzou fans were were disappointed that Torrance decided to move on. They thought that, gosh, maybe with 
a bigger opportunity next year with more experience under his belt, an offseason to develop. Maybe Torrance could actually hit his ceiling that we thought he had coming out of high school. But quite honestly, while I like Torrance, he seems like a really good kid by all accounts. I think the fact that he went to Elon and didn't have any high major interest kind of tells you that this is probably for the best for both parties. Missouri now has a, a spot freed up, and Torrance can hopefully go to a place where he can shine and maybe get a little more action on the basketball court. Now, as far as Jeremiah Tillman, Drew Smith, and Mitchell Smith, well, they've all officially signed with agents, so as expected, none of those young men are coming back to Missouri nor anywhere else in college the next season. And so, as I've pointed out before, those two young men, Tillman and Mitchell Smith in particular, leave a pretty gaping hole in the middle, plus with Parker Brown transferring as well. I've mentioned that Missouri needs to get into the transfer market and grab themselves a big man of some sort. Well, Christian Bishop from Creighton would have been a nice addition But unfortunately, he's now down to, if we can actually believe these transfers, final schools. And well, with Xavier Pinson, we've learned, maybe not. But enough about Xavier Pinson, right? Christian Bishop tweeted out that he's down to Kansas, North Carolina, and Texas. Ooh, how about that triumvirate, huh? And as as my buddy Pat Lynch on Twitter, at Pat Lynch Sports, pointed out, this is sort of, those three choices are reminiscent of a moment in the office where Dwight Schrute and Michael Scott turned on the black light in a hotel room. What are all those stains? Blood, urine, or semen? Oh, God, I hope it's urine. Yeah, sometimes the kids like to play date, marry, kill with celebrities, but you know what? I think the new hot game has got to be blood, urine, semen with Texas, Kansas, and North Carolina. Now, speaking of the Kansas Jayhawks, obviously none of us would ever bet on them, but you know what? You can bet on anything and everything else over at betonline.ag, including pro basketball, pro hockey, the NHL, as some people call it. Also, award season, reality TV, basically everything you can possibly imagine. And of course, boxing as well. Yes, you can bet on Ben Askren and Jake Paul, and I'm certainly going to give you my parlay that I think is the best way to play underdog Ben Askren on Saturday. So if you want to do that or bet on anything else, head to betonline.ag, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. By using the promo code Locked On, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on at bet online your online sportsbook experts get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your shows and if you go over to the other sports section over at betonline.ag Click on boxing. Well, you'll see that the line between Jake Paul and Ben Askren is holding pretty steady. Jake Paul still a minus 165 favorite in this eight-round boxing match. Ben Askren, a slight underdog at plus 135. Now, as I've explained before, and I'll 
explain a little bit more in this segment. I think it's not absurd whatsoever that Jake Paul is favored in this match, mostly because uh, from boxing people that I trust, they actually take his boxing skills, his pugilism, if you will, they take it seriously. They aren't completely dismissive of it. So considering Ben Askren has never had a professional boxing match in his life, I don't think it's that crazy that he's the slight underdog here. But of course, you're allowed to have your opposite opinions. And well, if you're going to take a, a shot on Ben Askren at plus 135, hey, that's a decent value. We really have no idea what's going to happen in this fight. So taking the underdog, well, that makes some sense. But from where I sit, I actually think there's better value that you can get. Because as I mentioned before, this is scheduled to be an eight-round fight. Well, this past week, Ben Askren appeared on the Jim Rome podcast. And it was a really good interview. I, I encourage all of you to check it out for sure. But one thing Joe surmised was that, hey, Ben, you're the... You're not a boxer, but you're a professional fighter. You've probably got, you're probably in much better shape, traditionally, that is. You're much more used to being in a long, extended fight than, than Jake Paul is. So, therefore, the strategy has got to be to take him out, drag him out into the deep waters, and see if he can swim. Try to make this thing last for as long as possible. And Ben said, yep, that's basically the strategy. Pretty obvious, but that's what I'm going to do. So if you think he's going to win, well, the over-under on the amount of rounds in this fight is five and a half. So if you parlay Ben Askren winning at plus 135 with the over five and a half rounds, well, you're getting much, much, much better odds now. So go ahead and do that, ladies and gentlemen. That is my tip for you if you think Ben Askren is going to win this fight. Now, this next soundbite I'm about to play from Ben Askren on the Jim Rome podcast. Well, it really explains two things. It explains why I like Ben Askren, other than the fact that he's a Mizzou legend, but also, number two, why I think it's not kooky at all that Jake Paul is favored in this match. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I, can, I can also zoom out and go to a 30,000-foot 30, 30, lens, and it's like, hey, if, if I wanted to pick someone who could give me some legitimacy, someone who's a real fighter, who would I pick? Well, Ben Askren. He's smaller than me. He's retired. He just has hip surgery sitting on the couch. And he was never known as a good striker in the first place. Like, yeah, that's the guy I'm going to pick. Like, I get it. I totally get it. And, um, you know, maybe it's a good strategy on his partner. Maybe I'm just a little better than he's going to expect. And listen, either way, I'm walking away with a big chunk of change. So Monday, my, Monday morning, my bank account's going to be a lot larger. And I never told anyone I was a great boxer. I never did that, right? So... To me, this is fun. Like, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to box someone like I did all those Friday nights in high school. And I think there's a decent chance I kick his ass. Hey, if he's really good at boxing, maybe it won't go so well for me. And then, you know what? Monday night, I start coaching wrestling again in my academies again, and my life's outstanding. So clearly, this is a significant chunk of change for Ben Askren. Kind of an offer he couldn't refuse. Not the, well, not the godfather type, but you get my point. Just an amount of money he could not refuse. So honestly, good for him for not caring what other people think and taking the money. I don't blame him for doing that whatsoever. But in that clip, I couldn't also help but notice that I didn't hear a guy who sounded like he had the eye of the tiger. 
I didn't. I wasn't picturing a Rocky montage in my mind. And again, Ben points out that he had a he had hip replacement surgery, not just hip surgery, but hip replacement surgery in the last couple years here. By the way, I did feel better about myself as a potential boomer when I realized that Ben Askren, who's at least a couple years younger than me really wasn't aware of Jake Paul and why he's famous either. But he did have some thoughts on the young man. People freaking hate Jake Paul. It's like, it is mind-blowing. I actually kind of think I have an inclination that Jake Paul is playing a character. Um, I don't think there's any way he could really be this hateable. Um, And I don't have any, I have no proof to back up my claims. I just feel like there's a decent chance he's just playing a character. And frankly, I think Ben actually appreciates that character to some extent because we all know that funky Ben Askren is not above getting under people's skin and trying to sell a fight with his mouth as well. And coming up, I do want to talk about the NCAA officially implementing a rule that will allow college football and basketball players to transfer one time without a waiver, without penalty, well, I think overall I support that, but there is one part of that rule. You look in the fine print, I think there's a big mistake there, and I do want to talk about that. But first, I want to talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. All 18 flavors, frankly, are incredible, and incre- occasionally they, they come out with some experimental flavors that they test out. So if you like them, buy them, and they'll put them back in stock. But regardless, if you like Cherry Barcia or Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, whatever it might be, regardless, all of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And here's the best part. They're great for the health-conscious guy or gal. So lose and maintain weight while indulging in the occasional delicious treat. These bars are low-cal, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and a pretty decent option for a treat on the keto diet. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Starting Monday and going through April the 26th, listen to the ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And once again, starting next season, major college football and basketball players will be permitted to transfer one time before graduating without being required to sit out a year of competition. Now, an additional rule change that's being brought about here is that currently all athletes, whether it's fall, winter, or spring, have until July 1st to enter the transfer portal. 
But now the deadline for fall and winter athletes, so football and basketball players, that's what we mostly care about on this show. Well, that deadline will be May 1st next year. So if that would obviously be in a couple weeks if that rule were in, a, were in place this year versus two and a half months or so. And, and honestly, I think that's, that's a pretty decent decision. I think May 1st, that's, that's a pretty reasonable amount of time. Give basketball players a month and a half, basically, most of them to figure out where they need to go unless you go all the way deep into the tournament. Then you'll still have a few weeks to do it. To me, that's enough time. I, I think you leave these pro as much as I want to empower the players more and, and give them a one-time chance to transfer without penalty, I think you do have to balance it. You know, th- this is... This is the quality of emotion, right? We're all fanatics of these programs, and we want them to be good. We do care about what's good for them at a certain point. Let's be honest. So there does have to be a bit of a balance here, and I think that May 1st deadline strikes that pretty well. I also like the fact that schools cannot object to any any schools that a athlete could potentially transfer to. So no, like, hey, you can't transfer within the SEC or you can't, hey, Xavier Pinson, you can't transfer to LSU or Kansas. As much as I found Xavier Pinson's social media presence a little slightly odious in the past few days, I certainly wouldn't have a rule that prohibits where he could go whatsoever. So I'm all for that. But the part of this that I'm not about, that doesn't make a lot of sense in my opinion, is that athletes in the future who have done their one transfer, they've already done it, well, they can do it again and still apply for a waiver to play immediately. But that's not guaranteed. Well, to me, again, I can see why there would be some really, really special circumstances where you might let a kid out. And you might say, well, if if a guy can switch jobs, a head coach can switch jobs more than twice within four years, well, why can't a kid? Fair point, but to me, I just think this whole waiver thing will immediately be abused as it's mostly being abused now. Like Basically, for the last season or two, basically all waivers have been accepted for the most part. I think that's what we'll see again. So if you think that this is a panacea, this rule that, okay, the one transfer, that'll be fine, but at least kids won't be transferring two, three, four times in a college career, well, I'm not so sure that that's the case here. Again, there needs to be at least a modicum of certainty moving forward for these these programs knowing, well, here's at least who I can count on for the next couple seasons. I don't think that's absurd to for the programs to have some idea of who's going to be on their on their teams moving forward. I just think having this waiver element of it, I'm just not about it and I think it sort of spits in the face of the point of this whole rule, which is Okay, you get one time to transfer, but not over and over and over again. I think the waiver opens up the door to over and over and over again. So with all that being said, I'm going to get out of here on this Friday morning and see you all next time right here on Locked on Mizzou.